0: going on rotor grinders dean here at steam 7804 if you want to get all technical i mean it's uh let's see it's 1101 on the east coast 801 on the west coast good morning west coast enjoy your coffee out there 1001 Tennessee time of course it's time for the flagship show here at rotor grinders it is called Riders live it's sponsored by fast draft and joining me today it's a wide awake uh pepsi seven are you up are, you, are we good to go are we uh, are we alive here you're on the east coast you got an extra hour
1: yeah 11 a.m is uh, a pretty good time to be on the air uh, you know start off the morning well it's uh, for some people some of us have to work on these days and some of us live in canada where it's actually not memorial day but happy memorial day to everybody it's a uh, it's always fun to have an afternoon slate when you have to go to work and uh, play some baseball here but uh lots of things going on d my raptors are the big win going on to the finals where they will probably easily sweep the golden state warriors and then yeah. we have uh, hockey back on tight after like a month delay here so uh Exciting day slash exciting night coming up.
0: That, when did they become your Raptors? Is that a cur- like right the, the second round of the playoffs? What when did that happen?
1: Yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon around the second round and not thinking they would beat Milwaukee because everything I heard was, you know, Milwaukee's too good. And then I actually watched the entire game one. First time all year I watched a basketball game. Raptors blew it and I thought, ah, they're plotting winning this series. And of course, as you know, they came back with four straight, looked pretty good. And I watched most of the games after that and enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm a, definitely a big Raptors fan now. I right, so can you name you can name four <laughs> players. How many can you name? Oh, quite a few now, probably. And you got obviously Kawhi Leonard. You got Lowry. You got Siakam. You got uh, Van Fleet. Um, I'm missing Abaka. Look at that! Look at yeah. you, man. Some bench guys like Jeremy Lin didn't. I don't think he's played the whole last four games. I don't think, but uh, he may have popped up. Um, I'm missing somebody else there too. Can I name another guy? I Probably can. I'm just forgetting. But yeah, I mean, I'm watching them now, so it's it's been good. It's been good. Here's the thing. I had the conversation about bandwagon jumpers, and here's my theory. I feel like if you're from Toronto in this case, and you're a sports fan, I always say am a Leafs fan, I'm a Blue Jays fan, I can jump on the Raptors whenever I want. It's still okay. I'm admitting it. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm not a big NBA guy, so it is what it is. But I feel like I can't all of a sudden become like a Boston Red Sox fan. And that's not the way you jump on a bandwagon. So I'm wondering what your feelings are for if you're a hometown guy and the Denver Nuggets are starting to win – and you jump on my team, that's okay, right?
0: I think if you concede it, if you admit it, and you're open about it, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm all for that. But if you go out and buy like the, you know, all the apparel and like you pretend you like you've been there since day one, it's getting you're kind of like a, you're kind of a fraud. But I, I'm, I'm okay if you, if you just concede. Like, look, I'm just here for the ride. It's gonna be fun, and uh, I'll play along. And uh, like you said, we, we talked about it last time. As far as, I thought they had a puncher's chance versus Milwaukee. They uh, they knocked them out pretty good. Uh, Milwaukee three point variance was not, was not their friend uh i would argue that milwaukee would probably beat them if they played again but that's not how it works and you know generally speaking in basketball the better teams win but it was it's close as far as the talent level there and uh, it's a whole other conversation for milwaukee because they go to the offseason now with uh i mean they live in milwaukee and there's, there's some free agents there and i don't like this might have been their best team and their best chance to do anything in the next couple of years which i'll see if they uh, can garner any free agents or even sign some of the guys they had there um but yeah i'm okay with it i and i saw uh, the, the overhead shot of like toronto going nuts and that you guys are very excited. So, congratulations. This is the first time in the finals. has been around since, what, 95 or so? Does that, does that sound correct as far as the franchise? Yeah, the
1: Raptors are very popular. Like, uh, you know, I'm jumping on the bandwagon here. But for the most part, the city's been, been pretty good with following them and attending uh, games the last few years. Of course, it helps if they're winning, obviously. But uh, they are far away ahead of the uh, Blue Jays in terms of attendance. And, and you know, we're always going to be a hockey city. It's always going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs first, no matter what. When the Leafs are awful, we still sell out. You know, um, that's not the case, obviously, with the Blue Jays. When they're winning, we're there. When they're not, uh, we're not. But uh, the Raptors have been pretty consistent. So I wonder if Kawhi Leonard leaves and they start, you know, maybe being a 500 team at some point, is the attendance still there? But uh I'd say that basketball is easily more popular than baseball in Toronto.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tricky to see what happens with Kawhi. And uh, obviously, he's a free agent. And the assumption is he's going to be going for uh, most likely L.A., one of the L.A. teams in the offseason, we shall see. Which is weird, he doesn't come off as an L.A. guy. He's a – this is a guy who, like, drove around, like, in a pickup truck forever. He's still might, bro, I know, but he it-
1: still went to practice in a Chevy Tahoe, I'm told, on yeah. <laughs> uh, the game, the, the day before Game 7, so that's interesting. But people actually <laughs> asking me about Drake here, and Drake's Canadian, Drake's popular, I'm Canadian, blah, blah, blah. I can't stand Drake. I'm, like, the only guy, I can't stand his music. I don't really care for his antics. I don't know why he thinks he's a Raptor when he's not a Raptor. I mean, I don't know what the take is
0: outside of Toronto, where I think he's pretty popular, but... I can't stand Drake. What about you? I don't, I'm indifferent. I don't really, I mean, he's a fan and whatever. He is kind of a liberal with the, he's hugging the coach and stuff or giving a massage behind the, I mean, that's, I, I don't know if any fan could do that, but like, I don't, I don't hate Drake. I just, I don't know much about him. He seems just excited to watch his team in the playoffs and he happens to have really good seats. And I don't know why people don't like him. I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but I just, I don't really follow that, uh, that whole storyline. So I, I don't really know, but I'm sure the people in the chat will us know why uh, he's well He's well disliked. Uh, so apparently there's a again i don't know anything about this but push t is against the guy that uh, one of the rappers he had a feud with and i thought it was a great troll by the the owner of the milwaukee bucks his daughter was sitting in the front row wearing a t-shirt uh, of, of the guy that like drake in, is in a feud with which i thought was pretty clever but uh you know i guess i guess drake's winning anyway because uh toronto's in the play- you got you guys have home field too or home court, which is nice. Yeah,
1: I was surprised, but I, I forgot that Golden State went through a p- pretty rough patch there. We had that, so that's interesting. I mean, it gives us a chance to win a couple of games, I guess, but it doesn't look good. We got Text Graves here that needs a morning coffee. Seems like he's a little excited this morning here. Settle down, have a morning <laughs> coffee. We got a long show here. We'll be okay.
0: Did uh, are they, are they, they want it we'll, we'll talk baseball. Did uh, they want to play baseball? Is that what's going on here?
1: Yeah, yeah. He mentions the word baseball in here, and that's that's the baseball show we're getting there
0: yeah, uh, this is a good slate for sure, especially at the top when it comes to the pitchers, Pepsi. Uh, worth noting, you know, obviously fans draft sponsors the show, uh, that th- their slate is the full 10 games as far as, you know, uh, all the way to 4 o'clock and change. They had those three games. Fandle cuts them off. DK adds them as well for what it's worth. So we're going to be talking, not only focusing on the 10-game slate, so we'll definitely add the, uh, you know, Arizona versus Colorado, uh, Cleveland versus Boston, and L.A. versus Oakland. Uh, at the top, Pepsi, it's pretty clear as far as the pitchers you know, you got Mad Max, you got, you got Cole. Uh, let's add Castillo to the conversation, I suppose. But uh, for me, it's pretty clear. Uh, you know, if you're playing on a one pitcher site, you want Max in, in your cash games, you're playing DK. you're playing on Panstrap. I think you want to build around Scherzer as well against the Marlins. I know he had a rough start against the Marlins not too long ago, but he still racked up a bunch of Ks against him. And we know his K rate against righties is what 37% in change, give or take. And we're talking about uh, what two lefties for this Miami team, taking out a peek at their line. They just can't get left-handed. So, uh, you know, they're not good. That's the other part of it. Like, it's a bunch of righties that aren't very good. Martín Prado's in there, which is kind of annoying because he makes a fair bit of contact. But uh, I think there are enough Ks here. And uh, Mad Max, uh, he separates from the rest of the field as far as I'm concerned. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, my two lefties in that lineup, and they are uh, Neil Walker and Curtis Granderson, two guys that will strike out and two guys that are way past their prime. So we're not really worried but the the lefties in there. You mentioned Prado being a little pesky at times, but still not a great hitter. So... This is a lot of he should mow down. This is the kind of situation you look at. And, you know, Miami has been a little better in the strikeout rate lately. I mean, but Scherzer's just in another world, as you mentioned, over 36% versus Ready. So this is the kind of game where you can see a monster game here. You know, seven innings, 14Ks. You can see a complete game shutout, 12Ks, something like that. Um, you know, he's also prone to the home run once in a while. So could Walker or Granderson get a hold of one? Sure. But uh, everything falls in place for Scherzer today. The price is still reasonable. You know, it's not outlandish on any of the sites here. And as you mentioned, Cole is a little uh, more priced than, uh, than Scherzer is here in fantasy drafts. So I love Scherzer today. I think I've got four lineups across the board in various sites here that I'll work on when I get off here. And, uh, um, yeah, it's all Scherzer for me, both in cash games and in GPPs in every lineup.
0: So cash games, tournaments, different conversations. But in cash games... I think I'm going to try to double down with the lead arms uh, and get Garrett Cole in there too. It, it makes it really, really tough. And, and you know, obviously it's a course game in this slate, but you know, I don't feel like I need a lot of cores and cash just because I respect both of those pitchers as far as gray and Granky, giving it a go. Of course that the total there is 10 for what it's worth, but um, I, I'm not going out of my way. And of course the guys are pricey as well. So I, I don't believe I'm going to have much cores and cash at all. Uh, and I, you know, you, you want to get those quote unquote guaranteed points Pepsi as far as the pitchers and, I understand bats are been winning slates all the time, but for cash games, you just want to have just enough, you know, to beat your opponents to get, you know, 50% of the field, yada, yada, yada. And uh, I want to build the foundation with those arms. And we're going to talk about as far as the mid-tier and as far as the cheapies, pitching thins out really, really quickly on this slate, Pepsi. So uh, have you considered, I mean, I don't know if you're playing cash games, you're playing tournaments or your, you know, your building processes that we haven't discussed this uh, off air just yet, but uh, I'm trying to make coal happen. It's, it's really tough. Uh, what's your approach? I'm
1: not playing cash, to be honest here. I'm a little too early for me to get everything in. Like I said, I bought four lineups on a bunch of different sites there. So I'm playing just those GPP lineups this afternoon here. But, um, you know, I looked at it. I put Castillo in there with uh, Shurs, I put Cole in there. It's really tough on, on both Fantasy Draft and on, on Fando, or sorry, on D.K., to uh to uh get some decent bats there although it's a slate where we don't need a lot of bats and there is some mm-hmm. cheap spots here so you know i think if you tinker around with it which of course we'll do after the show here you might be able to get there but uh you know i ended up thinking that rick priscilla was probably your best bet as an sp2 in cash i know we're not quite down to there yet but uh, i'm perfectly fine getting off of either castillo or cole to get some bad upgrades and i think it's or a uh, priscilla story is pretty safe as an sp2 so I haven't done any lineups with Cole and Castillo. I probably won't. Again, only doing four lineups. They're GPPs. I want the bat upside there. So I'll likely be going uh, Scherzer and fading both Cole and Castillo in those lineups. But uh, there's always merit to go into uh, two stud aces, especially when there's not really a team or a bunch of bats that you have to have, which is the case. Even in Coors Field here, you have two pretty good pitchers in Gray and Granky, so you don't have to have exposure there. My worry, though, is that, you know, I love Cole I and mean, we know the strikeout rate is there, but you know, I'm looking at maybe six innings tops versus a very patient Cubs team. We know Cole sits around, you know, ninety to hundred pitches all the time. He doesn't have the same leash that Scherzer has. Um a lot of power with Chicago, not a ton of strikeouts there, but you know, it doesn't really matter with Cole. I just don't know if he's worth the eleven point three price tag in that mashup, you know?
0: Yeah. So and of course he's been disappointed this year on the surface as far as the area of four eleven, Pepsi, but uh, you know, he's got a high homer in the fly ball rate. His babs a little high, I suppose. Uh, you know, he's got a near rate of 4.11, but a, a Sierra of 2.64, an X XFIP of 2.38, which speaks to how unlucky he's been so far this season. the hard hit rates, definitely in check as well, too. A uh, left-on-base percentage is a little bit low, uh, 66.6%. You know, the league average is in the 70s, low 70s or so. At least that's where it's been the last few years. So uh, there is a correction coming. I'm not afraid of that. And as far as the K rate, obviously that's elite. At 37.7%. He's got the highest, the lowest ERA on the slate, again, with a 411 ERA. A. Uh, swinging strike rate backs up that K rate at 15.7%, just a tick or so behind Scherzer. Uh, you mentioned Porcello. I want to see if something's popping in the weather edge today because 10.5, uh, is that the total in that game? That team's pretty big. Obviously, it's more weighted and skewed towards the Boston side. And we'll talk about Boston soon enough. And you know, they, they have a team total at six against Jeffrey Rodriguez. And you know, 4.5 is a team total for Cleveland, a team that we don't know the lineup just yet, but you know we can say they've been mostly more disappointing than not, right is that fair to say as far as the Indians this season
1: absolutely it has been I've stacked them quite a few times in plus matchups saying okay this is a spot where they kind of go off they just haven't really done all season long Jose Ramirez is not looking right um you know Kipnis is uh it seems to be healthy but not swing the bat very well I mean outside of Francisco Lindor and uh Carlos Santana has been pretty decent too in terms of getting on base and having good at bats that that line has been awful and uh there's not a lot of scary bats in there. It's not the best situation, but as you mentioned, pitching gets thin quickly, considering his price point. Um, again, usually in SB2 in cash, we're just looking for safety, looking for a guy that can throw the quality start, I get a handful of Ks, and not get beat up. And to me, that's probably Priscilla. Now, the upside is somewhat limited. The GPPs, I want to go a little cheaper, and I might be able to get a similar start from, you know, from guys like, uh, you know, uh, guys we'll talk about later on here, maybe guys like Bailey and Nova, that are dirt cheap. That has similar upside to Porcello, I guess. But that, mm-hmm. that is a GPP dart only. So, in terms of strictly talking cash, yes, if you can get a cooler Castilla, that's the way to go. Obviously, if you can make it work and be happy with your lineup, I struggled to do that when I was tinkering. That's why I ended up on Porcello.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a Tola of Porcello. You're hoping for that, you know, consistency. I suppose he's well positioned for the, for the W, which isn't everything, but you'll take those points. Uh, the chat is talking about like Porcello yuck, they don't like it, they're not a big fan that's the Rotogartist chat of course, not the YouTube chat if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe we'll do our best to, uh, if you guys are asking questions throughout the show, of course our fabulous multitasking producer D-Train, who I suspect is all alone in the office today, because of the holiday uh, so he has nothing else to do but the copy, well he's, he's multitasking, let's be honest but one of the things he's going to do is copy and paste those questions in the YouTube chat and uh, throw them in the Rotogartist chat at some point most likely at the end of the show, we knock out as many questions as possible before we yield to crunch time. Uh, I believe it's cheese is good, along with Kevin Roth, hosting the crunch time today for the premium subscribers out there. And, yeah, Pepsi, they say yuck with Porcello, but is this where we say we live in the world of a salary cap? You just can't. It's one, we live in the world of a salary cap, but it's two. The other options stink. Like, all the options are bad.
1: Well, I want to say, too, Porcello, they might say yuck, but uh, his last six starts, at least six innings or more, uh, only one start is he allowed more than more than three runs. And only one start is he struck at less than five. So if you get a guy that's going to go at least six innings, strike at five, and want to give up a couple of runs, that's $7,300 on, uh, on uh, DK and 14.6 on fantasy draft. That's some good, you know, point per dollar plays there. So, I mean, you know, I think that's pretty good value, really. It's $7,300 there. So, I mean, again, SB2, safety, uh, and cash is what you're looking for there. And I think he provides it versus the Cleveland offense that's really underachieved this year. So, yeah, I mean, where else are you going to go that you're in love with? It's just – it's it's tough. And, again, in GPPs, by all means, we can go down to guys like Bailey and, and Nova, and we'll talk with those guys in a little bit and hope they provide that. But certainly not as safe as, as Porcello has been this season.
0: I might play Bailey in, in GPPs. But that's a conversation we'll get to in a second. I don't feel good about it. But – and uh, I'm pretty sure – don't, we don't have the umpire data just yet. No. Uh, I think I saw the Twitter machine that Jim Miller is going to be the home plate umpire in that game. Uh, and that probably hasn't – you know uh, – jumped into the RG uh, formulas just yet but that should be popping up soon Uh, as far as I was talking about weather edge you know taking a look as far as that Boston game and nothing in the Boston game suggests that we should get more runs it's just that you know Boston's a good lineup and we suspect they're going to pound Rodriguez to some extent with a team total over six there Uh, but the Cubs lineup is out Pepsi I don't know if this changes your mind or not but again it's still tough as far as you know getting things in we have no uh, who's not Brian Brian's Brian's
1: not there yeah
0: and no Hayward for what it's worth. Jim, uh, Jim Aducci is batting fifth, uh, for Chicago. Mm. Schwarber, Baez, Rizzo, Contreras, Aducci, Almora, Descalso, uh, Addison Russo, and Bote. That's not exactly, I mean, how they grabbed they grabbed the a DH, but they're not like putting good use to it. Are they, as far as I can tell, it's not a very good lineup today.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's a little bit watered down there. I mean, the, the problem, I guess, is that, and again. Like I said, there's not a ton of bats or stacks we have to have. It's just trying to find the pieces you like. And when I was tinkering with Scherzer Cole, it, it was difficult. We will go through that, though. Mm-hmm. We'll go around the horn. We'll talk about the each position. As we do it, we can maybe kind of build a little bit. And I may reconsider when I get off, um, look at that Cubs lineup a little bit, knowing Cole's potential for strikeouts. It is interesting if you can get a Cole match. So I'm going to give it another shot here after we uh, get off the air. Maybe some more value pops up in certain positions as well. But um, it's tough. And like I said, in cash, if you uh, if you can make it work, I'm all for it. Absolutely. I'm just saying that, you know, more often than not, people won't like their bats averaging $3,400, $3,500 on DK here. So you end up uh, going down to a guy like Persema, I think is the best value in that mid-tier for safety.
0: Let's talk about Louis Castillo as a sort of a pivot away from Cole, away from Scherzer. Uh, last time out, he got, a, he got a space punch in, as you say. He got absolutely walloped against, you know, at Milwaukee, which, you know, it's going to happen on occasion for sure today. He's back home, which, you know, it's a ballpark that yields homers, but otherwise it's fine. Um, you know, this Pittsburgh lineup kind of punchless to some degree outside of Bell, more or less. First half with doubleheader for what it's worth as far as Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. The second one is around what I think it's a day night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Louis Castillo, what's your thoughts as far as tournament pivots here?
1: I don't like him so much on Fantasy Draft and on on DraftKings. I think he's a better play on FanDuel, um, where he's only $9,600 there. And, and, you know, you got both Cole and Scherzer at 11 and, and over 11. So uh, on Fantasy Draft, where he's priced too close to those two guys, I'm definitely going Scherzer, one, Cole, two, and then Castilla. But I'm not, I'm not worried about the Pirates. They're not a team that's really strikeout heavy. Um, not a lot of power there either, though. So you know, I don't necessarily see one of these games where he goes seven and strikes at 12, per se. But I think he's perfectly fine. I think the quality starts there. The Reds should get him a win today against Kingham. I think he can easily strike at a bad at per inning. You know, we worry about the walks a little bit and the, and the hard contact here. But again, versus Pittsburgh, the hard contact shouldn't matter too much. So I just think he's a step down from those two guys. And, and the matchup's not any better. If he was facing Miami, you know, that might be a little different here. But uh, Pittsburgh, to me, is more of a neutral team here. Um, not a team we have to pick on. Not a team we really have to be afraid of. So I think he's
0: fine. I just think he's clearly number three here. Uh, you see the price on the hound, uh, Bassett's like, he's just too expensive. I know he's been great, but I'm not buying it. This is, I mean, he, maybe he's changed his pitch, pitch to some degree. I've not dug in it totally, but I, 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 believe his numbers are somewhat fraudulent. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's the guy that had like the weird, uh, left on base percentage too. That, that's what the guy I was looking at. Somebody had, yeah. So his left on base percentage of the season, Pepsi is 99.3%. That seems high.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't go at this price point. In a matchup versus an Angels team, it's very difficult. Contact oriented. They don't strike out a lot. They're fairly patient. You got Cole Scherzer, Castillo ahead of him. I can't do it at that price point. He's been very good. And, and and maybe the price is warranted with how good he has been. But there is some aggression there, if you dig into the numbers, coming for Mr. Uh, the Hound Bassett here. So uh, he's a guy that's an easy fade for me today across the industry.
0: 99.3% left on race percentage and a bad of of 213. Like, that's ridiculous. That's not going to go forward uh that, that there, there will be a correction soon enough uh, the asking price is absurd I will pass uh and uh, Cole Hamels against the Houston team that's somewhat watered down Frankie and Coors Strom's been okay uh you know John Gray kind of a John Gray truther but I don't really love him today Chirinos uh on DK and Fanstrap. draft I just can't get there in the price I think he's interesting to some degree at least in the conversation uh, on FanDuel if you just want to have like all the studs he's, he's 5.5k over there and I don't know how deep he's going to go. He might go three or four innings. we have seen it where he's gone close to six. I suppose that's possible. Uh, your boy, Aaron Sanchez, you know, nice ballpark, but you know, uh, there's only so much you can get out of him. And uh, Urania, I can't roster. Uh, Bailey's super, super cheap in a, you know, with, with, a, with a positive umpire, as far as I can tell. And there's just not much else that we're talking about here. It's just why like I'm trying to build around Cole and Scherzer. And I can make that work on my cash games and, you know, it, it, what do we like here? K.O. gives us so many homers against all those boppers and Oakland. I guess in the ballpark's big, but when they get a hold of it, doesn't really matter. Your range is a disaster. Uh, Kingham, I have no interest in. You know, he, he's a big pedigree guy, but he's just he's shown nothing so far. I got nothing for you, Pepsi. Like, none of this is interesting. It's just a bunch of crap.
1: Yeah, the mid-tier, a lot of question marks and guys like knows with how far he's going to go. And I agree with you. And Fando, if you want to roll the dice at him at 5.5 and hope he goes five or six innings and get all the bats, why not? Um, of course what are those bats there's not a lot of bats you have to have today but sure that's fine don't forget too on FanDuel where he's cheap you don't have a course slate too so if you're thinking hey let's get some course exposure uh, they don't have course not slate so not a lot of expensive bats over there but maybe you could do a Boston and a Washington stack or or something like that Aaron Sanchez looked terrific in the last start not a guy I want to pick on but I don't love him this matchup versus Tampa Bay here which is why again I fought Rick Priscilla I think he's the best mid-tier arm and aside from that you know, you mentioned guys like Urina and Cahill and, and we really want to go there. I mean, that's why I'm just saving the money. You know, if, if you're going to look for GPV upside here and you want all the bats and you want to throw a Scherzer or a Cole out there and look for a cheap SP2, you're looking at maybe a Homer Bailey or an Ivan Nova. I mean, Bailey's got some strikeout potential versus a White Sox team that strikes out, what, 27% of versus righty. So that's interesting. Nova's the kind of guy that if everything goes right, he can go deep, get a handful of Ks. I think both those guys are interesting. They're really cheap uh even you know is 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 maybe an upside play uh i don't love you know i don't think he's very good and i'm gonna but have he's not gonna fire. go
0: deep it's the tricky part you know uh, he's right. a, yeah he's right. only
1: like three to five minutes but Detroit's so bad versus righties you can make a case there but bailey nova longer leashes better pitchers in my opinion and a little cheaper so i found myself on, on bailey and nova on nova story a lot and uh you know, it's just because it's like, why not? I mean, let us they're they dirt cheap. I can get Scherzer with them. I can get some bats I like. But, again, I'd still go up to Borsello just because I think he's safer. But I, I think Bailey and Nova, sadly enough, are in the conversation today.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I guess if you're going to throw Bailey into the conversation, Norris should be in the conversation, too, at least in the yeah. conversation. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough. You don't feel good about it. Well, you mentioned on Fanduel, like, you know, if you can all cores, you can let up on Boston. They're not in that slate, either. It's the first oh, yeah, Sorry, Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
1: That's, the that's a bad example, bad example. But, yeah, that's the thing on frando It's like you don't even really need to go down to cheer notes because you don't have a boss. You don't have a course You don't – I mean, you know, the bats aren't all that expensive. I, I mean, sure, I guess you could go Yankees and Washington just to be different, but yeah. the opportunity cost and fading Scherzer, Cole, Castilla to do so. Geez, it's a risk I don't think I'm willing to
0: take. I'm trying to see if there's any like kind of names out there in the in the chat as far as who people are thinking about as far as pitchers and – like it's, it's bad. It's pretty gross. And we got, to, we got a couple openers today, which, you know, obviously is not a lot of fun either. And maybe if you can get like, you know, 10 points of an opener, you're just going to hold your nose on that uh, and, you know, get two or three innings. I guess that's a route you can consider, but it's, it's just not pretty. It's just not good. I, I don't like it much. And again, for tournaments, you can do whatever you want for cash games. I'm going to try my best. I can't, I don't know if I'm going to get there. It's going to be tough as far as, as, you know, Scherzer and Cole, but uh, I'm going to try it, it might not work out depending on, you know, what kind of bargains we get sprinkling through the lineups, not all the lineups are out just yet. Uh, Pepsi, your final word as far as arms and then pivot over to your favorite, maybe a favorite batter or two on the league.
1: Yeah, again, it's, it's uh, sure is from the top tier by far Cole, number two, and then Castilla Castilla's fine over Cole on FanDuel uh, going down to the mid tier. It's uh, it's Rick Rossell, and I like him in all formats. I just think he has the safest uh, floor of all the other pitchers and he's reasonably priced. And if you don't like Porcello and you just want to get some bats upgraded, it. again, it's it's going to be uh, Bailey and Nova for me down at the bottom. And, again, uh, Daniel Norris, not a bad option either for Detroit. You're just hoping for a quality start there from these guys. It's a little risky. But, again, you're playing multiple GPPs. You want the bats. There's not a good arm outside of Porcello that I have to have, so I'm just going to go cheap.
0: Uh, what about the sticks? Favorite stick or two? Maybe a team?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's Cincinnati, really. Kingham has been so bad. You know, it's a good ballpark. The weather's good out there today. Kingham's awful versus lefties. Joey Votto, I mean, I know. He hasn't been the Joey Votto of old, but he's so cheap everywhere. Still such a good contact hitter. Maybe in GBPs, you can fade Votto for his willingness to always take a walk and the fact he's not swinging it well. But uh, in cast games, it's really hard to get off of Votto. He's too cheap. I just think Votto's an absolute lock today and. uh and, and I really love him. I mean, outside of Cincinnati, I think I'm going to have some exposure to Washington. And at uh, the top bat, I think I like there's Juan Soto, a guy that absolutely crushes righties. Urena's biggest issue is getting lefties out. So, you know, you're going to see some good lefties in there. I imagine Matt Adams is a nice little value player that little sneak in that lineup as well. And there he yeah, out now. So you got Soto and Adams batting four or five. So two of the bats are really stand out to be Votto, you know, in terms of best bang for your buck. And Juan Soto is a guy that I think can really go and take Urena
0: yards right uh FanDuel specific. I love Matt Adams over there. Uh he's 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 basically a punch. He's like two oh, two yeah. or two three or something like that. I think he is there, yeah. And also FanDuel specific, Pepsi. Uh like the Reds just jump off the table as the clear yep. play as far as picking on Kingham, nice ballpark, and the prices are really, really appealing. So uh you're not being sneaky if you're rostering if you're rostering reds on, on the Fanniel for what it's worth. And you know, you're probably gonna have four in cash. Like that that's probably that's that's probably the way to go down if you're playing cash over there. Uh, I saw somebody in chat asking about Yahoo as far as pitchers. And yeah, I think Cole Hamels is a guy that's, uh, uh, he's more interesting over there than he is anywhere else just because of the price. Uh, so, uh, somebody was asking about it. There's your question as far. I'm okay with Hamels, um, on Yahoo, as far as Houston, of the fourth Carolina, uh, is out. It's a bit watered down. We have Jack Mayfield batting sixth, Derek Fisher, Tyler white, Marisnick. Uh, of course, uh, they have three injuries now with, um, uh, Altuve, who was actually in Nashville rehabbing. I believe he should be coming back soon. Uh, Jose Altuve playing against the Sounds. And, uh, you know, Springer's out. And then Diaz got hurt yesterday, too. That's why you're seeing a pretty funky lineup for Houston. There still is some pop, obviously, at the top with, you know, a guy like Bregman is still working. Uh, let's go around the horn, Pepsi. Let's talk about catchers. You don't love catchers, but, uh, you know, some sites you, you have to play them. Some sites you don't have to. Uh, DK forces you. Fan strap, you don't necessarily have to do that. You can. You could play five uh, first base if you want to do that. Uh, favorite catchers today, Peps?
1: I mean, money's not a thing. We know it is. But if you're, for some reason, rolling out both Bailey and Nova, <laughs> you could certainly go to Gary Sanchez. And he's going to be very under own versus a hittable lefty and strong there. Uh, I don't love it. I'm just saying that's your best bat at catcher. I like Tucker Barnhart. I mean, I know he's batting eighth here, but I really like these lefty reds versus uh, versus Nick Kingman And Barnhart, very reasonably priced at $3,400. But I imagine more often than not, you and I are both can end up on Martin Maldonado, mm-hmm. who is dirt cheap. Um, the matchup's fine, and uh, that allows us to get two really good pitches, whether it's Cole and, and Scherzer or Scherzer and a Porcello. Well, something like that effect, I ended up on Maldonado when I was tinkering more often than not. But I did get some Barnhart as well, just because I feel like Barnhart could have a pretty productive game with a couple of hits there, I think. So I think he's the best bang for your buck. But, um, yeah, I think Maldonado is probably the, the best value way to get uh, to get the two aces and spend up elsewhere.
0: If you want to save two hundred more bucks, you can go with Luke Ballet, who's also terrible. Um, yes. Yeah, awesome. it's not good. I mean, you're not rostering Luke Ballet or Martín Abadano because they're good, good. You're not chasing Abadano's home from yesterday. What you're doing is you're <clears throat> you're opening up salary so you can roster two elite pitchers or roster some actual bats you like. Torino, um, I don't mind against Hamels. Kind of in the middle there, uh, batting fifth, moving up the lineup because of all the injuries there in Houston. And, you know, Hamels does give up some power to righties. You we know, you know what the uh, the old Crawford boxes are lurking out there in left field. Don't mind him. Otherwise, it's it's pretty ugly. You know, we know what Sanchez yeah. can do. Two catchers in there for the Yankees today for what it's worth, Sanchez and Romine. Maybe I would imagine Gary's just the aging. Uh, but it's it's gross. There's not much else to say, is there?
1: I mean, Luke Belly is interesting in a fantasy draft because he's 3.9, which opens up a lot of salary, but of course you don't <laughs> have to play catcher over there, so I really wouldn't recommend it. Uh, just saying that the price difference between him and Barnhart is, uh, you know, quite uh, quite significant there. But um, it's an interesting option, perhaps, to go down to a guy like that and and load up everything if you're going. You can still do it on, on, on fantasy draft where you're looking at two aces. You want to go Cole and Scherzer, open up some room. He's just so cheap. Not too often you see a guy at 3.9, but uh, don't expect anything other than a zero.
0: Yeah. Uh, first base, You kind of tucks on Adams. Uh, Adams, I think, a better play in Fandle. You can play him on DK. You can play him on Fanstrap. Uh, definitely in the mix against Urania, who's been a disaster against lefties. Uh, so I don't mind him. Um, oh, it's unfortunate. Gerardo, Gerardo Parra cracked the lineup. He, he was like 2K a couple of weeks ago and he banged up that grandson. That was a lot of fun. His price has since adjusted. You mentioned Votto. Uh, Votto's obviously really cheap. He's, you know, what's the upside? Joey Votto, it's, he has like four home runs in a year or something like that. He's just been massively disappointing uh, from a fantasy perspective, mostly, especially. Uh, Guriel is super cheap there against Hamels. White is cheap, cheap as well for what it's worth. If you want to save some salary, if you have the salary, who's your favorite first baseman?
1: I don't think you need to pay up. I mean, I really like Jerry Votto. I know he hasn't been great, but I just think Votto such a good play at that price point. I hope some guys stay away because he hasn't done a lot. I'm going to have lots of Votto. We talked about Matt Adams more so on FanDuel. Um, Nico Goodrum leading off, you know, switch hitter ability too. So that's nice at the top of the order. Uh, Yonder Alonso, even all these guys are really cheap. They've all got home on upside. I guess you could make the case for Mitch Moreland. I mean, the lefties are the play for Boston, ideally, in that game, um, you know, against Rodriguez there. But I'm not a huge Mitch Moreland guy, nor do I really feel I have to pay up for him. So I, I'm going to spread out with value. I'm going to start with Votto. I'm going to have some Adams. And I'll probably get to Goodrum as well.
0: Give me one chalk guy that's going to homework first and give me one contrarian guy that's going to homework first. I'm stealing your gimmick, Pepsi. You used to steal day at Crumpstock. Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll go
1: with uh, – I'll go Votto just because of I'll Say Votto hits one out, that's he's gonna be pretty chalky, and uh, I'll take uh, Nico Goodrum. I don't think he's gonna be too popular.
0: Should we acknowledge the existence of Josh Bell? Because like you know he's ex- he's gonna be basically lost in this slate, I and mean, even yeah. though he's one of the best hitters in all of baseball, he gets a ballpark jump there uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, and going from Pittsburgh to tonight, not exactly that he needs it, but you know he'll use it. He'll take it. Um, he- he's gonna be low owned, right? Like nobody's gonna have him. Yes.
1: Yeah, he's going to be very on own, especially with that price point. He maybe he's been the best hitter in baseball in the last month. You can certainly argue that, but I don't want to pick on Luis Castillo and again. I'm only making four lineups per site here. It's just a day where I feel like it's a pretty easy path. I know I want aces, and I, I know there's only a couple offenses I need to target. So I'm not going out of my way to touch Pittsburgh or Bell. Good ballpark, but why would we want to pick on Luis Castillo here? And I mean, again, if anything, he's more likely to walk Bell. In my opinion, they give up the long ball, so I'm not really looking for that today. But it's an interesting contrarian
0: play, to say the least. Well, the milkman is lurking on deck. You would, you don't want to walk Josh Bell and all of a sudden face Melky Cabrera with men on base. I'm
1: a I'm a milkman guy. I like Cabrera. Every time I play him, he does something for me too. But uh, Cabrera is a good hitter. Man, he's always been a good hitter. He's a good guy to protect because you know if you end up walking Bell, maybe that puts a couple guys on. And Cabrera's is a good contact guy. So you know, teams like Pittsburgh—that's where players like Melky Cabrera end up. But Cabrera's a better hitter than giving credit for it, but uh, he just lacks the power you want in DFS.
0: Hosmer's got that short porch at right field. I will not hate him there against Green, of course. Uh, I don't know how deep Green's going to go, and the Yankee pen is pretty solid. Both these pens are pretty yeah. solid, which is kind of interesting. Like San Diego and New York, two pretty good bullpens, and we got a total of 10 this game, which seems kind of weird to me. Uh, I understand San Diego's grabbing a, uh, a DH. I wonder if anything's popping there as far as weather. I took a peek earlier at the Ross weather edge and nothing really was like screaming yeah. off the table as far as like no what's you know, normal
1: seven yeah. eight degrees wind slightly blowing out nothing crazy just a normal you know late May day so I, I agree with that I think I'd be playing the under in that game as well with uh, two pretty good bullpens and the thing about Hosmer too the Yankees got what three lefties in that bullpen and two of them are pretty good so I, I don't necessarily love him I, I get what you're thinking he'd have to get to green his first or second at bat though
0: Based on 294 games of similar weather conditions, that's a big sample size, Pepsi. Uh, You have an upgrade of 9.7% in homers in Yankee Stadium uh, and 6.3% as far as runs, a downgrade of 6.6% as far as ERA. So the weather is is positive for what it's worth. So maybe that's factoring in to some extent. Let's uh, say it again.
1: Finally, it's like late May. We're getting some positive weather finally. It's been a frustrating spring, especially up here in Canada.
0: Well, not all of us live in Canada,
1: especially up here in Canada. It's been a frustrating spring everywhere. We've got a lot of rain, a lot of postponements, maybe more so on the east coast, but we've had some frustrations. We had it in San Francisco. We had that weird thing in LA last week where
0: they got rain, which (laughs) you have rain. So it has been a frustrating spring. It isn't all about Canada, Mr. Dean. I was so tilted when that game, that the L.A. game was canceled because I had oh. Zach Cozart, who I had projected for zero points. Ah. I had to change my projection from zero fantasy points to zero fantasy points. Dude, and, uh,
1: I, I actually had some real play in that. I had a couple of really good lineups, I think 12th and 24th in tournaments, and I had Rosario and Kepler on both of them versus Harvey. I thought, okay, I'm in a good spot here. And I had no idea there was even going to be a concern. And when they – oh, man, that one uh, – that's a tough one to swallow, but it's, it's been a frustrating spring to say the least. Here. They're just
0: not prepared for weather out there, I suppose. And of course the next day, Minnesota went out there for the, they made the day at the game the next day and they walled from like, put like 17 a spot or something like that against the angels. Yeah. Uh, and they
1: blew up against them the next night. And that made it even worse.
0: Yeah. Is Minnesota for
1: real? Like that's it. They have some boppers, man. Yeah. And they, they're starting to get healthy. Like you see Sunil come back in the lineup and they're starting to be a healthy team that's got even more depth. And, uh, their pitching might be a little better than we gave them credit for, both starting wise and in the bullpen. Jake DeRizzi is reborn here. I mean, you know, with Cleveland struggling a little bit and uh, off the slow start, a little banged up, their pitching might not be as good as we thought. I mean, yeah, I mean, at the beginning of this season, you looked in the National League and you said, okay, there's 10 teams that have a shot to make the playoffs. In the American League, one. You got Houston winning their division, you had Cleveland winning their division, you had Boston, and the Yankees fighting it out. It so seemed only one other team was getting in. And now that Minnesota's kind of doing their thing, it's like the American League's over. There's just, you know, there's one spot up for grabs in the American League. And uh, did you neglect the Rays? Did you not mention, did you mention Tampa or no? No, I didn't mention Tampa. You're right. Sorry, they should be fine too. But uh, I should mention, you know, one of the team kind of fighting. But what is that? At least that's six teams, like half the teams compared to the National League. It's kind of, it's, I don't remember a, a year, starting a year where I felt like 90% of the teams were already out. And that's kind of been the case of them in Boston's slow start and, Minnesota's hot start. I didn't have Minnesota in, to start there, to be honest. But uh, they look legit to me. And, you know, they're going to give Cleveland a run. If you had to guess right now, you had to predict. Put some money down. Are you taking Minnesota to take the division? Or do you think Cleveland comes back and catches them?
0: uh you know what's funny I have no clue what the standings are I assume Minnesota's up like five on them do you know what it is I I have no idea last I checked there uh oh geez
1: up seven last I saw let me just update I don't know how updated this is here let me just click refresh here I'll be back at you in like three seconds I think and of course it's taking longer 10 game lead oh my god yeah and this is the best record in baseball right now by the way at 36 and 16. That's a pretty big number. I think the, Wow. Yeah, I think they're in trouble, Cleveland, at this point. Bower notes. Well. It
0: it let's hit up, up the uh, the old second base keystone position. What do you have for me? Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm leading probably if money's not a thing with a guy like Derek Dietrich. I mean it depends on the site you're on. Obviously DK and fantasy draft are a more expensive. Fandle is just too cheap there, batting in cleanup. I like I like Dietrich. It's another position where I'm not in love and I don't have to spend up kind of like catcher. Um so Dietrich's where he's cheap on FanDuel, that's that's the top guy here. Uh, Nicky Lopez is also cheap on on DK or fantasy draft. If you're looking for that, of course, a fantasy draft, we can just go infield. We're not going to worry about, you know, second base. So often VR is kind of like my contrarian play. You know, nobody's really talking about the Orioles righties versus uh, Norris. That could be a thing a little bit like VR there. And you can tell Marte, I mean, this guy's hitting for power. We know Gray can be touched up by lefties a little bit. So Marte is probably your spend up uh, along with Dietrich. And I think that's interesting that with – the game starting early in Cincinnati and getting a lot of talk. I think that you could see Dietrich higher owned than Marte. I give the edge to Marche in Coors Field there. But, again, if you want to save some money, it's Dietrich from FanDuel and Lopez on Fantasy Draft.
0: As a general rule, I think Coors is going to be fairly low owned. They keep talking about how just, there's not a lot of good cheap pitchers out there. And there's, you know, Granky and Gray are two solid pitchers. Uh, what do you think – what are you going to do with that as far as uh, those two guys?
1: I mean, is somebody breaking into your house? There is that what I'm hearing.
0: Apparently, I I don't. I'm trying not to be loud at all, but apparently, my neighbor thinks I'm being too loud. Which is so weird. I never. Um, I'm just talking at a normal level, so that's so odd. So I, I'm surprised you do that. Banging
1: on your door because you're too loud.
0: Yeah, this, the Americans are very polite. I mean, is that something that's happened often? I guess is that why you recognize that? It's. I mean, it's 10:30 in the morning. I don't know what the what, what the issue is, but uh, what are you gonna do? Wow. Let's power through, Pepsi.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of I'm not as excited about chorus as normal. You know, I, I hate the chorus slates to be honest, because I feel like I have to play them. However, I tend to do well with the chorus slates, so I shouldn't complain. But this is a situation where you like it, but you don't love it. I, I'd rather pick on John Gray, believe it or not, than than Granke. And I don't have to pick on John Gray. I like Espar a little bit, like Marte a little bit. So I'm going to get a couple. Uh, I'm going to exposure to both of those bats, but I'm going to surround them with other teams. I don't feel like I have to stack. Either the Rockies or the D backs, or really focus on that game. But uh, I really do like a couple lefties from Arizona versus Gray. But in general, I agree it's going to be under owned and it still has the potential to blow up. Hot quarter, third base. What do you have for me? Yeah, third base is interesting. There's kind of a lot to like. I just talked about Eduardo Escobar. I think if you're playing anybody and spending up, he's your guy. Uh, Jose Ramirez, just too cheap industry-wide. I don't know whether we want to play him or not, but, you know, $3,700 on DK, for example, that's too cheap. I like him there a lot. Suarez has the home run potential. We prefer to attack King with lefties, but Suarez has an upside. And, you know, not tough. Bregman, Arenado, Machado. There's a lot of contrarian ways to go third base. I think it's a situation where you're not going to get a guy more than 20% anywhere. Uh, I would say Escobar is my top guy and Ramirez is my best value guy.
0: What about Machado? I know we'll talk about Machado at shortstop as well, too, but uh, he seems a little bit overpriced, especially in Yankee City, though. No?
1: Yeah, I mentioned him. I said Arnado, Machado, and Bregman all kind of together. Bregman versus Hamels a lefty. Bregman smashes him. You know, Arnauto's at home, which he's been on fire, and Machado versus the lefty. See, you get a lot of contrarian ways to go. Some of these guys, like Machado, very reasonably priced. They all got multi-homer upside, which is why I think the third base is really interesting. Of course, you could use these guys that uh, utility or infield in Fanduel slash fantasy draft. But, uh, yeah, you've got basically six guys that have multi-homer upside here. So, again, I don't think ownership is going to be an issue at third
0: base today. Yeah, and Ramirez is super cheap. Obviously, a very disappointing season so far. Uh, I mean, for what it's worth, like the, the exit velocity has been there. You can get you can make that argument. He still hit the ball hard. <clears throat> but, but the numbers, you know, they just have not like, popped up for whatever reason. Uh, but third base uh, Pepsi to me, it's just loaded. Uh, there's yeah. so many options. And I think if you're playing on fans draft, you want to grab like two or three of these guys, at least Chapman versus Kale, no issue with that. Um, we talked about Coors Field, of course. Arenado, one of the hottest hitters in baseball, one of the best hitters in baseball. It's going to be mostly ignored for what it's worth. Escobar on the R. versus Gray. The prices are, are really, really pricey. It's hard to get there. And again, we the little bit of salary cap, so it's going to be hard to uh, pay those off. Bregman versus Hamels, no problem with that. And your boy Vladdy at 3.6K on DK. With seven and change on fantasy draft uh against Torino, it's a terrible ballpark, but it's a really you know, I, mean, I think it's a positive price far as I can tell.
1: Yeah, it is reasonably priced, and I agree. We talked about you know a couple of guys said, hey, if you get on the acs everybody's going the same value plays or similar value plays. Well, third base is certainly a position where you can separate yourself from the pack if you want to be a little different, or in general, just take the guy you love best outside of maybe Ramirez and his value price. Again, you're not going to get anybody at 20 uh, or over, I don't think here. In, what do you do? Do you need to talk to the superintendent? This guy keeps banging on your wall. Like, I mean, dude, does he
0: not know who you are? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't get any respect around here, unfortunately. And, you know, I wasn't going to go into the office at, uh, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, even, even earlier than that, because that's just not happening. It's just me and D-Train, it's the two of us. But uh, may- maybe I will have to go into the office more often. And maybe, it's probably because of the time, the time of day. But again, it's 1030. Uh, I'm not really sure what the issue is. And I'm fairly certain it's a female for what it's worth. So uh, wow. she'd be very angry. Uh, yeah, I've heard. I hear some constant banging. Uh, but you know, maybe she's had her up there. So <laughs> I'm not gonna bang back if that's your own question. What her uh, night what, job might
1: be? What's that? She might have been up working all night. Oh gosh,
0: Pepsi. We're going. What are you talking? We're going to shortstop. Night shift. You know,
1: there's different shifts. Afternoon, night shifts. Uh, Escobar again is the guy. The lefties versus John Gray. I mean, I, I, if you're paying up, I, I think it's him again. I mentioned Jonathan VR is a nice contrarian play. Uh, Jose Iglesias for value. I mean, not great, but again, I like the reds bats. And if you, and you need some value here because you're rolling two aces like Cole and Scherzer, uh, Iglesias is interesting. And again, it's kind of a loaded position like third. You could throw Lindor out there. You could throw Correa out there versus a lefty. So lots of options, but I will say far is my top bat, and Iglesias is my top value bat.
0: Yeah, but how do you pay for Escobar is my problem.
1: I don't but know if it, I'm going to get him I mean, in. If you go Scherzer and Homer Bailey, if you're on Porcello. Yeah. And Ivanova, you can get there in GPPs. You know, it's tough to do in cash if you're going Scherz or cole Even if you're going Scherz or Porcello, it's tough to get there, which is why I gave you multiple options, including Iglesias, who I think's in a better spot than usual because of how cheap he is. But Escobar is still a top bat.
0: I'm trying to find a cheap punt. I saw that Castro was somebody I didn't want to roster, but he was just a crazy, crazy cheap, like 2.2K in DK, like 4K on fan's draft. He did not crack the lineup, which is probably a good thing. I was going to say, unfortunately, but then I wasn't going to have to roster him. Uh, not something I wanted to do, but again, because of salary cap reasons, it was something I was considering. Uh, give me somebody that's going to homer here at shortstop. Uh, you know, give me the, you know, the, the chalky guy and give me a contrarian guy. I'll go Escobar is the
1: chalky guy, and Jonathan VR is the contrarian.
0: Let's jump to the outfield, Pepsi. Uh, as always, it's always a lot of options out there. Ten game slates. Narrow it down for me.
1: Yeah, I mean the outfield. I'm starting with Cincinnati bats. You've got what four of them? You got Winker, Senzel, Puig. I guess that's just three. Actually, no, um, what's his face? Is he outfield legible as well? He is over on DK. So the outfielders of Cincinnati, especially Thank Daniel, are pretty cheap. Yeah, that's the other one there. Uh, Detroit. I mean, Goodrum, Walker, and, uh, and Castellanos. Castellanos is a guy that I really love. Uh, I said Walker, meant Kristen Stewart, sorry. Uh, Castellanos the a guy that's too cheap industry-wide as well. I really like Castellanos and Goodrum in a mini Detroit stack. Boston's outfielders, of course, Ben Benintendi, Betts, and Jada Martinez. And the one guy that I love that's not kind of part of Cincy, Detroit, Boston, because you can really play all three of the airfielders, is Juan Soto. And, I mean, I guess you can go to Eaton. Matt Adams is also available in the airfield, I believe, on on DraftKings. So you could throw Washington in there as well. But Juan Soto is a guy that I really like to go yard today.
0: Uh, Otani's pretty cheap. We don't want to line up just yet, but I assume he's going to crack it. Not a great ballpark, obviously. And, uh, you know, he's facing – you know, the Hound, uh, you know, Bassett's been really good. But, again, I think he's kind of fraudulent. I'm not totally buying it. Uh, I, I don't mind him as well. He's 6.3K advanced draft and 3.5K uh, on, on DK. 6.3 advanced draft just seems too cheap for his, uh for his you know, power potential. Uh, anybody else that's kind of jumping out as far as in the lineups and trying to see if there's anybody that kind of sprouted through as uh, as the lineups and kind of popped out as far as outfielders? You mentioned Goodrum leading off, right?
1: I did, and as I said, you could do a mini Detroit stack with Gudrun Castellanos. You could add uh, Kristen Stewart, even if you want. He's got some power there, too, so I think that's that's somewhat sneaky at a reasonable price is that Detroit mini stack.
0: Mr. Steel, your girl, uh, the flirter, Jesse Winker, you talked about him. All the reds there. Uh, Puig, Dietrich, Senzel leading off. Uh, Pittsburgh's bullpen's a little beat up, and again, they have a doubleheader to plan for today as well, so it can be a long day for Pittsburgh for sure. Uh, give me a contrarian guy in the outfield, somebody you're probably not going to get to just because you're only rostering four lineups, it's somebody that you're you know, you're know, a little bit scared of not having potentially.
1: Ooh, I didn't really answer that question. Um, maybe a guy like Will Myers is interesting, and, you know? I mean, good ballpark for him facing the left. He got some pop. I guess Will Myers is interesting. Even maybe Hunter Renfro has been hitting home runs there. A couple of these Padre uh, uh, right-handed bats got some power there too, and I'm not really on San
0: Diego, so that sort of scares me a little bit because
1: both those guys have multi-homer upside.
0: I see her in the chat answering all these questions, Pepsi. And now, when we get to the question and answer session, we're gonna have no questions because we answered them all. So, uh,
1: well, one yeah. of my comments was referring to whether or not you are a silent serial killer, and that that banging is a hostage, and you're just playing <laughs> it. I thought that was pretty funny, man. That uh, somebody's trying to get out, and you're just playing it cool and having your show and uh, and whatnot. But so the other question I answered was not alert
0: the authorities. <laughs>
1: Go ahead, yeah. you were saying. And the other question I answered was hockey related, so I didn't really steal your uh, baseball thunder. Who's winning as far as the – who do we have? we got St. Louis versus Boston. I just hate Boston so much. I I just – I hate them. I can't go there. I'm taking St. Louis in six. I don't know how much of that is me wanting that to happen, but I really feel like that's my prediction regardless, even though, you know, I'm a little uh, tilted with Boston here.
0: What should we show on the screen share, Pepsi? What, what's going to pop for you? I, I was thinking about showing just kind of like – we talked about all the time as far as the, the lineup, you know, just kind of looking at the lineups at, at, at RG and – how you can use the sliders and sort of figure out, oh, I need a guy. that's like 4.2K, a place for base. space. I don't know if people are aware of that. Should we just jump to plate IQ. Should we jump to the, uh, you know, the weather edge we kind of talked about. Nothing really pops too big there today. Uh, lineup HQ, is that certain? Maybe let's see if the umpire data has come, come in as far as the screen share.
1: Yeah, that's but, always an interesting take when this series started on Monday, who's umpiring and whatnot. And I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I love lineup HQ. I love plate IQ, and I love the expert survey. Those are my three favorite things. I still think she's his article, or sometimes it's STL covering the daily articles. By far, the best read in my opinion. So those are the only four tools that I use exclusively. But uh, any of those fours are our four tools are great. But uh, yeah, it's really up to you. I I love them all.
0: All right, I gave it a refresh, and I thought that maybe maybe that we would have some more umpire data. That's of course they always you know you don't really know who the umpire is going to be until the series starts, and then get an hour or two depending on. And now we basically have uh, uh, one. Just one, and it's it's Mad Max versus Urania. We're seeing a neutral matchup as far as right now. And, again, I, I could of swore I saw that uh, Miller is going to be behind the plate in Kansas City. Don't hold me to that. But I'm fairly certain that is the case. Uh, what do you think the K prop is today for Max Scherzer? The juice is on the over for what it's worth.
1: Hmm. I will say it's um, – and it's .5. I remember that you said that all the time. Now, so i got to <laughs> go to .5 because there's a couple of sites that acts here, like uh, – I should mention these other sites, I guess. The they are more precise. So um, I'm going to say 8.5 for Scherzer.
0: Well, the projection's not always going to be 0.5, Pepsi, but the prop as far as the actual betting wage yeah, is always yeah. going to be 0.5. Right. Uh, 8.5, yeah, M- minus 177, and it's 8.5. So the, the juice is it's on the over as well, too. Cole also projected for 8.5, and, and it kind of shows, uh, you know, how, how quickly it dips because Scherzer and Cole are each projected for 8.5 Ks, and then all of a sudden we got Gray – and Granke and Hamels and Bassett at five and a half. Is Louis Castillo not in here? Why is Louis? Um, why? I don't, he doesn't have a, okay, he doesn't have a prop for some reason. I'm not really sure why Castillo he does not have one, but that doesn't make any sense. Well, is there look, a question
1: mark with the Pittsburgh lineup perhaps, and that's why he didn't have that? But it's been out for a while now too, so you think there would be out there. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, you can clearly tell I don't bet props and strikeouts because I don't follow it all that well. But there are times where I'll look at it to see what they're projecting for, for K-Rates.
0: Let's see who pops as far as the plate IQ premium score. As far as the hitters today, the best guy jumping off the page, is it's Boston. That, that's no surprise, but it's not surprising it's Moreland. Moreland's the top guy as far as uh, the plate IQ premium score that it's been intending. we leading off there for Boston, presumably. You mentioned Soto how much you like Dietrich, you know, uh, against Kingwood. He's been a disaster against lefties, especially. Dietrich is, a, you know, uh, going to have the utility. The utility. He's going to have the, uh, you know, the advantage hitting from the left side against the righty. Lindor. uh, Yeah, it's it's the Red Sox, which is no surprise. The Red Sox and Cincinnati, which is kind of sort of where we're at in that. And I did want to show this. Sure, why not? Let's go ahead and pull this up. And our lineups page, Pepsi, it's the best lineups page in the business. I'm sure. I presume you use these as well. I don't know. I'm not going to force that on you, but I know I definitely do
1: absolutely it is the best in the business and uh i love that as well i mean you can't really build without it it's something that we use pre-show during the show to see what's happening what's going on it's really quick to update too which is nice and of course the best part about it, it gives you all the prices if you're planning on fantasy draft you know uh DraftKings Fandu, yeah you can get everything you want you can move the salary around you can click on positions to narrow things down if you're building a lineup and you've got you know 3.7 left on on uh, our six and a half K left on fantasy draft, say at shortstop or infield, you know, you can do everything you want with it to find players. So it's,
0: it's a great tool. Starting to let up some questions. Got about 10 minutes or so before you step aside and get out of here. And also it's worth noting, you know, here, advanced fantasy obviously only a couple positions, but you want to highlight just the infielders. You want to highlight just the outfielders. Uh, you you want to get BVP, uh, righty versus lefty, lefty versus righty. You can highlight that as well. And then again, you have these scrollers, which you can kind of like, uh well I only have 6.3k left in the outfield. Who do I have? Well, I can play Harold Ramirez, Garrett Cooper, not gonna do that. Uh Jonathan Davis, oh, it's ugly. There's not a lot of options at all. Oh, Atani is at 6.3k. There you go. It just kind of worked out. Uh that, that just goes to speak to how cheap Otani is, Pepsi. There's like seven outfielders, and you know, two of them are Marlins. Jonathan Davis, former lead singer at Corn out there for the Blue Jays. Uh, you know, it's 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 not pretty. But uh, Otani at six point three k, super super cheap on fantasy draft. Uh, take use a good use of these sliders. It makes it a lot easier when trying to figure out. Why I only have X, X number of dollars left. Who's, who's in the pool? There you go. Make that work. Uh, stacks dogs, and then we'll talk to the chat in a second. Again, if you, got, you guys are on YouTube, D Train's probably already pulled your question. But if you haven't asked it just yet, feel free to find way who we stacking up today. There, Pepsi.
1: I mean, Boston's the obvious one. The money's not a thing. You're looking to load up in bats versus Rodriguez. They're at home. You know, Boston's are going to be pretty chalky, I think. Uh, They're expensive, though. And if you're going to Aces, they might not be as popular as we think. I really like Cincinnati, especially on FanDuel. It's so cheap. It makes it – a Scherzer-Reds thing makes it easy to do. Keep in mind, though, a lot of people are going to do that. But the Reds lefties, certainly good. Uh, You can go to Coors Field. I don't think you have to today. You know, I I prefer like a mini uh, Diamondback stack more than anything. And Washington is the one team I think that maybe gets overlooked that I really like today in terms of stacks
0: uh asking about the texas right-handed bats that's not on this slate unfortunately um but like yeah sure can you pick on time alone i suppose you can um according according to somebody in chat the bat has shirts are projected for 10ks which i would not disagree with that i think that's a pretty reasonable projection like you said the juice was on the over uh now all the questions are related to me taking hostages apparently (laughs) (laughs) you want me to get my home runs out before we go into your hostage taking yeah, and feel free to fire on the old jack-in-the-bag if you have one on layaway.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, top-tier Juan Soto, mid-tier uh, Nicholas Castellanos, and for value Joey Votto. Those are three guys I love in cash and GPPs. I think they can all hit home runs. Uh, Mookie Betts is my jack-in-the-bag guy. I wanted to find a value guy. It didn't really happen today, but uh, I'll take Betts for a jack-in-the-bag.
0: I have not met Chris Hansen, by the way, for what it's worth. <laughs> isn't, isn't that the name of the guy who hosts The Bachelor, too? Like, There's two different Chris Hansons. like the one guy who hosted that uh, – I can't I'm remember. Sure. It's just a predatory I know, show.
1: I, I know that Chris Hansen they're referring to is not one you want to meet.
0: Yeah, but I think that's the name of the Bachelor host too. And I'm not like playing it cool. Like I watch the Bachelor. And I'm kind of like I don't. But yeah, I've
1: ignored that completely. I don't watch the uh, Bachelor, so I have no take on that.
0: I got a twofer for you: two Indians, Lindor and Ramirez versus Story and Guriel. And uh, I wonder which Guriel. That's probably Guriel in Toronto, I presume. Yeah, okay,
1: I'm taking the Indians, regardless. But I love this question from Butcher Times four one three Dean: duct tape versus rope. Stop it. Okay, <laughs> that's a good question. That's pretty funny. <laughs> there is no shenanigans going on. I promise. Oh, it was Chris Harrison, not Chris Hansen,
0: apparently. Ah, yeah, close enough. Judges are not going to give it to me. Uh, favorite low-owned starting pitcher on Fanduel. I mean, you could play uh Torinos and just get all the, you know. Well, what do you have for me? I,
1: I, Favorite low owned guy? I'm gonna to go to Luis Castillo there because, um, well, you know, what? low owned is he gonna be low owned at 9,600? It's a bit of a discount on Fanduel. Favorite low owned? It could be Scherzer just because of the fact that some guys are gonna to go to Castillo
0: instead of him. That's a tough question. I, I, uh, I, I read it as low price. That was my mistake. That was my bad. But uh,
1: did you see low, low price or
0: low owned? Sorry. Yeah, as far as the price.
1: Oh, it's I'm price. Sorry. I'm sorry. Then it's gotta be Turanos. I mean. We've seen him go seven innings before. We have seen him go five and six. At fifty five hundred dollars, he could be very good today versus the Jays. Hope for a quality start or a win. Load up on the bats. He's he's the top uh, best bang for your buck, if you will. Uh,
0: any love for Trevor Cahill? I mean, he's just been destroyed as far as a home run perspective. I guess he's been yeah. unlucky. At you know, he's averaging what two and a half homers per nine in the season in forty nine innings. Batting at two forty five. Uh, his ERA is 6.43, and the Sierra says he's not that terrible at 4.88. That's still not good, uh, giving up plenty of hard hits as well. Like I suppose if homer and the fly ball rates in his favor, he can survive it. But I don't feel good about it. I, I guess that's your thought as well, or no?
1: I was a Cahill truther until coming into this year. Ground balls and strikeouts. When healthy, that's what he's done, and I'm a big fan. And this year, he's not getting strikeouts or ground balls for some reason. It's really strange. Hasn't really changed his pitch pitch mix often. And it's it's it's, it's strange to me. So I don't like him today. I want to see him kind of, you know, reconfigure himself back to what he had done the last couple of seasons. And again, when healthy, he was successful. But right now, he's just not the same pitcher opens a solid team. Um, I'm not going to have any Cahill today. You can make an argument that he's just as good as Nova or Bailey or any of those guys down there. Fine. Uh, Norris. But I, I think I got Bailey, Nova, Norris all ahead of him today
0: uh favorite cheap sp2 let's say most playable uh, i mean i don't think any of these guys are your favorite but who's your favorite cheap sp2 or most playable sp2 Ooh,
1: again priscilla i think is the most reasonable but he's not really cheap at 73 so i will say that uh it comes down to bailey and nova so if you're playing cash nova gets the edge if you're playing GPPs, i think bailey's got more strikeout potential
0: uh vado alberto or guriel vado uh what are your thoughts as far as the yankees yeah, again, we talked about the Padres
1: a little bit with some of those home run guys, including you know, I mean Reyes is back in the lineup. I mentioned Renfro, Myers. We already talked about Machado. Some big boppers there. Uh, the Yankees other team. I mean, Strom has been pretty good though in eliminating, uh, eliminating? limiting, limiting hard contact. Not a huge strikeout guy, but you know, on the Yankees' lineup, still not the same without Judge and, and Stanton in there. So I'm not, I'm not on the Yankees again. I'm making four GPP lineups. I'm going to fade the Yankees here. Um, the Yankees are on own, but again. Both San Diego and the Yankees have good bullpens, too, and I don't have to pick on Greener or Strong, so I'm fading them. They're interesting, but I, I don't think we have to go there for offense, but you will get them under own if you like them.
0: What do you think of Scherzer with the Baltimore-Detroit game stack?
1: That's interesting. I mean, a lot of guys can be on the reds, so if you want to go Scherzer and be a little different, I like it. I think you can certainly game stack that. Uh, we don't have to pick on you know our Norris, but they're average pitchers, and the bullpens are both awful. So, yeah, I kind of like that.
0: I think you're going to see huge numbers as far as ownership on Cincinnati, as far as Vandal. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Norris on Fandle? That's one way to get away from Cincinnati. You're going to have money to spend up on other dudes.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's in the conversation, like we said, with Nova and Bailey. Norris maybe has a little more strikeout potential than Nova. Bailey and him have probably the same. Baltimore's been better than we think. Baltimore's better versus lefties as well. I'm fine with it. If you don't think Chirinos is going more than three or four innings, uh, Bailey and Norris are certain in the conversation.
0: Houston stack?
1: Oh, I guess you can. It's watered down. No Otuve and no Springer, as we know. The upside's limited a little bit. Uh, It's also cheaper, I guess. Hamels has been pretty good. I know he's slowed down a little bit recently. I'm okay with it, again. I think that, um, you know, we talked about San Diego and the Yankees, I think Houston's kind of in that same ballpark there for a team that I don't have to target but has some potential. But I, I think they're still behind both San Diego and Houston for me.
0: Our pepsi, we got to step aside and get out of here, and it could not come fast enough for my neighbor, who's very upset and very angry. And hopefully, she'll <laughs> stop pounding the other door, and she'll be pleased that the show is over. And I, I feel like I've lowered my voice as the show's gone on and been yeah. sooth- more soothing. But uh, you know, and maybe she just kind of gave up at the pounding. I'm not really sure what's going on over there, but uh, hopefully, the rest of her day is better than how it started. Uh, do want to say once again, Happy Memorial Day out there! Thank you all those that have served; much appreciated. We cannot thank you enough. Pepsi, give me something good for the road. Give me a bold call. Give, give me a, uh, you know, give, give me anything. Give, just give me something good. Scherzer, the Reds, and Juan Soto. Yeah, I like Mad Max a lot today. I'm definitely going to go the field. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. I'm going to shut up now, so you're welcome. We're out of here. Oh.